Hi, I'm Lucy. And I'm Stephine. And we are Athena Talks, the podcast that looks at women in tech and the lack of. From big news events to the small things that irritate us, listen in as we put the world to right. Cue music. Hi, Stephane. Hi, Lucy. How are you doing? I'm good, thank you. How are you? Yeah, I'm good. Welcome to week 13. I know, an actual baker's dozen this week. I know. <laughs> Whatever, the, you know. We, just a week we, got, we got there. Yeah, you were just too excited. <laughs> How well, are you? how's your week? I'm good. Say, so, how's your week been? Been good. Um, I'm enjoying the sunshine from the weekend that we had particularly nice. I can see that tan line going on. <laughs> thing, I'm like healing. <laughs> oh, well. Well. How about you? <laughs> good. I've been enjoying the sun, enjoying my time off. Don't know really what to do with myself, but it's good. It's all good. That's the thing, isn't it? We're all out of practice with socialising. So now uh, you get, you have the opportunity to do things and it's kind of like, oh, but I don't really want to. <laughs> I know. Just like I don't, I don't know what to do with myself. Okay. Anyway, what's the theme this week? So this week's theme is a successful mindset. Gonna have okay. a bit of a chat about different sorts of mindsets and some hints and tips on how to create a successful one to okay. reach your dreams. <laughs> reach your dreams. <laughs> I like that. What do you feel about sort of mindsets? What What's your general take on mindsets? I think there's like two ways of looking at it, really. Like you obviously, it's a buzzword at the minute anyway. And like you hear yeah. it a lot and especially like leadership talks and things, they've all seemed to talk about their mindsets and growth mindsets. And, and it can feel a bit draining if you're like, well, your mindset's not in the correct like place and whatever that is. It's like, oh, shut up. <laughs> like, <laughs> it makes you feel worse about it. But actually, I think a lot of my uni course and stuff did look at it and it did kind of change my mindset gradually. And I think that's the thing with mindsets is I don't think they're going to change overnight. So it is a gradual thing that you have to change. Yeah. Um, but mind... it's... Sorry, carry on. Go on. So I think like it's just the way that people will react to situations and if their mindset is particularly positive or if it's negative or if they're willing to learn and things like that. I think that's where my experience with them. What about you? Yeah, I think I I primarily associate mindsets with attitude. Yeah. I think they kind of go hand in hand. Um, yeah. One of my biggest frustrations I think about mindsets is that people feel that you're like one or the other. So like we've, we've spoken about this before anyway, the whole growth and fixed mindsets, very popular at yeah. the moment. And I feel like people mistakenly assume that you can either, either be a growth mindset person or a fixed mindset person. And that's not the case, in my opinion. I feel that we're all very fluid in and out of them, depending on the situation, the day, the week, whatever. And it's the important part is to try and put yourself into the growth mindset when it comes to making important decisions and things like that and actions and that's the harder yeah. bit not that oh yeah I'm just a growth mindset person like I'm positive all the time well you're not are you you're a psychopath you know. if you are 
<laughs> no one can be happy all the time. No. Like if they can... if they say they are and if they say they're in a growth mindset all the time, they are wrong. Like I fully believe that no one can be in it all the time. No, it would worry me if someone was happy. It does actually. A couple of people I've met in my life that they're happy all the time. I think there's something deep and dark going on inside your head. But it's not even that. Like you just like the growth mindset type thing where you're willing to learn from experiences and things. I don't believe everyone can be in that state of mind all the time. Like there are going to be things that really piss you off and annoy you about something. And you're just going to be like, no, I'm not learning from that. I'm just going to move on from that experience and forget it. I think also it depends on like what's going on in your personal life. We're talking about this primarily in a work point of view, but if you've just gone through like a breakup or someone's passed away in your family, you're not in the best mindsets to make decisions. Not, I mean, some people are, some people sort of thrive off of pressure and stress and they use work as a a sort of avenue to shut down other things. But most of us, (laughs) those sorts of emotional things will have an impact on how you feel and how you react. Yeah, definitely. And I think it's easy for people to sit there at the top and say, well, you've got to be in a growth mindset. But actually, it's like, well, no, I don't. (laughs) Like, it's easy to be told by someone or to tell someone else, oh, you need to think like this and you need to do this in order to succeed in life. And it's like, well, actually, no, like you can have an off day. Yeah, that's so that's my thing is that I know you can't always rearrange meetings and things like that. But yeah. if you the, the important part for me is recognizing when you're having those off days and doing something about it and thinking today's not the best day for me to plan out the rest of my week because I'm not going to do it with a positive frame of mind or I yeah. shouldn't really have that feedback session with someone because I don't think I'm, I can give it in the best possible way or something like that. Yeah, like maybe I, maybe I should just skip these meetings, <laughs> like or not can. even skip them, or like yeah, rearrange them. Like yeah, if you if have it's like the, the flexibility. Meeting, yeah. yeah. So then today it's not just about like a conversation about mindsets, but the idea is what what's the winning combination of mindsets and and that sort of thing to become successful and sort of reach your goals. So before we dive into the seven guiding pillars of how to reach yeah. that I wanted to have a brief conversation about success sort of yes. piggybacking off of our conversation from last week um and sort of just trying to define that a little bit more because I think success has changed a lot yeah it has and what I wanted to say to people is obviously we had a conversation about like the fluidness of careers and stuff like that and we kind of did say this but Take time to realize what success is for you, because a lot of people think that that whole sort of leadership roles and just chipping away up the ladder is a success. And when you reach the top of the top of the top, that's success. Um, Yeah, it's that like you have to be at the very top in order to show that you're successful because you have that director label after your name. Exactly. And I think what you should do, what's more important is finding what makes you happy and putting that as part of your plan because if if you if that doesn't make you happy and leadership and stuff doesn't make you happy then you're going to get all the way to the top of that and ladder and realize that you're still miserable yeah (laughs) you're just miserable with a whole lot more responsibility (laughs) yeah you're going to be like suddenly responsible for like loads of people and then be like oh wait I hate this like and then then where do you go because then the problem that I have seen before is you get to a certain level and you want to move back down 
and you can't because now you're overqualified. Yeah, and it's also seen as like a backward step, isn't it? Yeah. It's like, and, oh, and look so at like, them. Yeah, like, why are they doing that? There must be something wrong with them doing that. Like, but yeah. actually, leadership in that isn't for everyone. It's hard. And I think that's what people don't understand. It's also a completely different set of skills. Yeah, Being really good at your job, um, especially in tech, to be honest, this is, I think it's even more poignant in tech. Being really, really good at your job does not, by any stretch of the imagination, mean that you're a really no. good leader. I mean, yeah, to put it that into context, so my OU course actually had a whole module just on leadership, and that was because I was doing business side of things. Like, I would never have had that if it wasn't for m- me doing, like, the business module. Um, otherwise, I would, like, probably just think, oh, yeah, I just need to be really good at my job. But now it's like, oh, wait, I need to know all about these leadership things and, like, conflict le- resolutions and yeah. all sorts of buzzwords as well. So I think it's like that's really important, is it? Isn't it? Because if yeah. you if you actually do some sort of reflection and you realise that don't like I don't like the responsibility, don't like yeah. that sort of pressure, then you can adjust your end goal. Say, okay, well, being being successful for me is actually being considered an expert in my field. Yeah, Not yeah, I think that's being a leader. Yeah, and I think that's especially in tech. There's a lot of people that are big names that necessarily aren't like the be all and end all like Jeff Bezos of the world you know what I mean like spoiler uh, link for later yeah <laughs> like so there are people that will go to the tech talks and stuff and give talks but and they are respected members of the community but they're not running the business no and for every one of those people there's 400 behind them scurrying away doing the work not doing the leadership stuff not being the, yeah, the leaders exactly. um, um, and and I think it's like a good note as well to say, like, everyone will have things that makes them happy. And if having a good work-life balance is what you want, in, like, there's nothing wrong with staying at the middle level, like, or entry level, wherever you feel happy. In, like, yeah. earning enough money, brilliant. Like, that, stay there then. <laughs> that honestly, for like, me, is like top, top pass on of knowledge. <laughs> Just yeah, being the being a leader or being a manager or whatever is not is not everything because if you have that responsibility and it brings you down, it drags you down, and it makes everything else in your life harder, don't do it. It really is not worth it. There are other ways that you can excel and you can prove yourself in companies. Um, and ugh, without getting too dark, when you die, no one talks about what your job was. Like they really don't. Yeah. So once you've defined your what your success is, what your end goal is, what makes you happy. There are some hints and tips of things that you can adopt in regards to mindset to hopefully make make that a little bit more um, likely to happen, more reachable. That's the idea anyway. Yeah. So number one on the list, we've kind of like talked about, so I'll just say it rather than going into a massive conversation about it. It just talks about ditching the fixed mindset and opting for a growth mindset. Um, I do recommend people doing a bit of research into sort of fixed and growth mindsets themselves um, because it's useful to find out what it is. Have we given a definition for them? Do you want to give a quick definition? I think we have, but we can anyway. Um, We'll go away, okay, (laughs) Brett. So what it basically, I mean, the best way to explain it is in this scenario, 
is an, a growth mindset is creating your own change, um, being positive about making changes and opting for sort of the whole, um, I've not done that before. I'm excited to try something new and learn some new skills versus I've not done that before. Um, it will never work well because I've not done it before. I'll fail. Um, what yeah, is, is that fail? like retrospective looking on like as well on situations like, okay, this didn't work so well. What could I do next time to be better at it? Um, and then obviously the fixed is, yeah, no, um, I am the best. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> or um, I'm never going to get better at that. Matthew Saeed does a really good bo- uh, book called um, Black Box Thinking. I think it's his book. Yeah, I think so. Um, which is I've a really... Yeah, which is a really interesting uh, take on different. I'm just checking that's correct. I mean, I feel like I've heard it is. Yeah. Like that. Um, yeah, it's a really interesting take on the two different sort of uh, mindsets with the aviation industry versus the um, NHS. Yeah, so it's quite interesting, and he's had a fairly interesting life, demonstrating his own personal growth mindset. So, highly recommend to anyone out there. That's what we like. Uh, moving on to number two out of our list of seven adopt an abundance mentality and not a scarcity mentality okay usually I'm the one coming out with words that I don't understand but there you go what does that mean it actually makes a lot of sense so basically means a scarcity mindset is someone who often complains about what the, the lack in their in their way so I don't have enough time to be able to complete this task. I don't have enough money to swap this job. Um, I don't have enough energy to go to the gym every morning because I have a child. Um, so I'll never, ever reach my goal because of the lack that's causing it. So they so focus like on the negative side of things, like the negativity of like, oh, I don't have enough of this. Like, it's not my fault because X, Y, Z. So it's like making excuses almost. yeah so they they basically frame their life around what they lack so it's like someone Mm -hmm. that's always coming up with excuses so I'm really sorry um I can't do this because I've not got enough time or I'm sorry this isn't as good as I wanted it to be um I got uh, I got taken into another meeting they're always focusing on the lack um but people that do that tend to focus on the wrong things they focus on preservation rather than growth so rather than sort of looking at the what they can do to change, they'll focus on keeping everything exactly as is because yeah. they want it to sort of tick by as it always has done, um, which means that the opposite of that, the abundance mindsets is focusing on the possibilities. So focusing okay. on what you want to do rather than focusing on the sort of limitations of things. Right. Um, for example, focusing on what they want before they even know if it's possible is that like the um what is it that those american people do they like <laughs> you know what i mean like they like have their like daily things that they say to themselves oh when they um, talk they, things like, into um yeah talk things into existence yeah but then they also like put it on a mood board so they like see it every day exactly you know yeah. what i mean it's a very american thing like can you imagine yeah. like british yeah. person like being like <laughs> i'm gonna wish this into existence <laughs> But it is because they're not focused on why they can't. They're focused on what yeah. they want and then hoping that they can sort of make the, their own path there. Um, I think, yeah, by doing, by saying it every day, they are like putting it into their 
unconsciousness mm-hmm. co-consciousness i don't know what it is they're like doing it subconsciously yeah i knew what it was i know what you mean don't worry we know uh, yeah so it was like in their like <laughs> subconscious like they're actually doing the things that will help them get it because they're like saying it to themselves every day but so they don't even realize that they're doing it like they'll just subconsciously make decisions yeah. that will help them towards that goal and then when it does happen they're like oh my god it came to me like without you even knowing and it's like well actually no. you were doing things you've actually you made all of the it. changes yeah I you think just didn't notice it as well if you think about it in the, on the sort of um scarcity side of things those sorts of mindsets are already they're already giving up aren't they they're already failing before they've even started because they're like well I can't do that because of my time commitments or I'll never be able to achieve that because of this so they're not even giving themselves the opportunity of this is what I want let's go for it they're saying well I know I can't because of this well you know you don't know that you can't there are things that you can put into place to change things (laughs) yeah yeah um so I thought that was quite interesting I've not actually heard that before my research today those terms quite good I like that one I think they are useful to be aware of. Yeah, it's like a realistic example, isn't it? Maybe it's a British yeah. thing because we're quite negative sometimes, aren't we? It's not all of us. I think like by nature, we are critical and negative towards things. Maybe it's I, a British thing. I have tried like... to class myself as a realist instead of a pessimist. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay. <laughs> anyway. Um, Next Moving point. On. Next point. <laughs> Number three. Um, don't fear failure. Be willing to fall. Oh, sorry. Be willing to fail in hopes <laughs> of succeeding. I mean, fall counts too. Just fall. You go and fall all, all you want. <laughs> but be willing to fail in hopes of succeeding. Uh, and I've got a little quote from Bill Gates, uh, who obviously is famously a Harvard dropout. But he said, it's fine to celebrate success, but it is more important to heed the lessons of failure. Yes, I oh, think this one is very important in um, tech mm-hmm. world, um, obviously, because very often we will try things, they will fail, but it's not the end of the world. You like, learn something. You learn, yeah, if you take it as a learning opportunity, and I think this is where managing things, there is being a shift in it, is that um, it's allowing that place of learning in allowing people to fail and testing things out for themselves because you will learn from them failures because you'll be like oh I don't want to do that again whoops <laughs> like yeah and I think, I think we've spoken about it before like by making our mistakes we like start going like hot and sweaty and that's just because we are normally told off for those mistakes mm-hmm. but actually if you're in a position where you're learning from that it's not a bad thing I think even if you learn that something doesn't work that's a success in itself yeah yeah definitely and like even if you I would rather someone spent like four hours on a piece of code and then it doesn't work but they now know for in the future that's not going to work straight off yeah exactly because then they don't waste the time next time yeah yeah and like by guiding them maybe to that of like actually have you really like looked at it like maybe it's not going to work because of this way like you know what I mean and then that's the learning process exactly there are lots of amazing things in the world that only exist because of failures exactly yeah and I think I think like I'm gonna have to find it and like put it on the website if I can find it I'm sure there's like this really big invention that was penicillin I think it no 
well there's penicillin but I think it's like post-it notes or something like they were literally making it for something else it, and then between they the realized, glue yeah they, yeah and they wanted they realized, it to be something else and then yeah it... and then they realized that actually oh wait this is really good for like being it's... sticky and like reapplying to stuff so like hey post-it notes see exactly yeah um number four uh kind of talked about this in the intro but create a long-term vision instead of only short-term goals because ideally you need to know your end point um, or the big picture um, rather than focusing on sort of short-lived wins. I think we get distracted easily as humans. Yeah, by I think short there is a wins. balance to it because obviously if you like can find the short wins in the process of like oh, yeah, you going need, to your long, yeah. You need stepping stones like, along the way. Yeah. So I think there's a balance to it because if you are forever looking for that long win and you're just like, uh, it's going to take me like my degree, let's say, mm-hmm. like it's taken me since 2014 at this point, like it's ridiculous, but I would never have got to the end point if I knew that it was going to take me that long. But I bet it's still the end point itself is what fuels you. The end point is that I want this degree. So I want this degree. So when you're struggling with like a really, really hard module, you think it was only one module and then it'll be done. I need it for the degree. That's that's my end goal. I dropped out. <laughs> I dropped out of that module that I didn't like. <laughs> you understand what I mean. <laughs> it's still the fuel of the actual end goal. Because if you, don't, I if know you didn't you care mean, about the degree, you wouldn't do any of it. Who would do it for no. that long if you weren't no. fueled by that end goal? At this point, I just want the party or the graduation, to be honest. <laughs> like, also I am past the point of needing a degree. So now I'm like, do you know what? I just want that party. Like, I'm so far into it. It's a free hat. I don't actually get hats in Aww. my graduation. The OU are the only university that don't have hats at graduation. I'll make you a little hat. I don't, really, you... I don't know if I want a hat. I'll make you a little hat cake. <laughs> I'll have a hat cake. <laughs> Yeah, so I get a gown, but I don't get a hat. Weirdly. Still get a gown. They're really uncomfortable. Um, (laughs) I like the next one. So number five is don't be afraid to break the rules. And then in my own notes, I wrote in brackets, not the law kind. That's because you're too scared to break the law. Damn straight. Um, (laughs) So the idea behind this is that people who break things, learn things and advance faster. So if you never actually step out of the norm, you never actually learn anything new. It kind of goes in hand with the failure thing, I think. It's like the same sort of, on the same yeah, wavelength. Yeah, I think so. Yeah, I think it's like, if you don't take risks, once again, like most people who are successful have taken a risk at some point. Like they've given up their job, they've gone worked, like in their mom's basement or wherever. Like, garage. you know what I mean? Like, yeah, garage, <laughs> spare bedroom. Where, like, so they have taken a risk at some point in their life. It's like, I'm sure you've known managers or whoever that's like this, but I used to hate it when you had a manager that you always say, but that's just how we do things. Now, well, why don't we try doing like this? This seems like it'd be a really good idea. No, yeah, we, don't, it's like we the, don't do it like that. Yeah, it's like, that's not the company way. And it's yeah. like, well, how do you know what the company way is? Like, how yeah. did this company get to this? And it's a very old fashioned way of thinking of like, yeah. you must control everything, like every aspect. And so in doing that, we have to have it in place all the time like yeah so this 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 one I take with a pinch of salt because obviously my like teacher's pet (laughs) nature but 
I think the idea, although it says don't always, like, don't be afraid to break the rules. I think it's more of, like, don't be afraid to break away from the norm. Rather yeah, than... like, be able to think of new ideas and don't be afraid to show them off and, like, tell people about them. And I think, I think that's... like the box. Yeah, and I think that's, like, something that I, I think I've told you about this. Like, so one of my whole modules was about, like, conflicts and stuff like that and why it's a good thing for people to bring up Mm-hmm. Yeah, like why in a meeting something should never be approved without at least one person coming up with a bad idea, mm-hmm. like of why it's a bad idea even, just so that you have that other side of it of like, okay, well, someone's obviously thinking different to us, so this is why it's not going to work, and then you can use that for good, mm-hmm. <laughs> like so you can take that on board and grow from it. I also heard an interesting theory that this isn't directly linked to that, but it's kind of similar. But I just thought it was really, really interesting that um, a way, especially with us all working from home for the last year, a way to deal with sort of meetings is that if you're having a discussion about a topic and you're looking for an agreement, if people don't give you a sort of verbal agreement. So if people just sit there in silence, is everyone happy for that? And they don't say anything. You should assume that that's a disagreement. So so then say okay why don't you why, why don't you agree it? with that oh well, I, I i don't disagree with that but you haven't said anything so i yeah. take that as that you don't actually agree so let's let's talk it out and it's a good tool yeah to be involved yeah i think that's a good one um moving on to number six listen to your gut for me personally mm-hmm. i think this is something that is really really important for two reasons not because I'm some sort of creepy witch that's always correct and my like my instincts tell me things, although they normally do. Yeah. I think that sometimes statistically things will tell you one thing, but your gut will, you'll get a feeling. Either something's not right or you still don't want to go with what it's telling you to go with. You're either going to be right and there's a reason that you've got that feeling. There's some sort of subconscious knowledge that you've withheld that you can't pull directly on. Like the human brain's an amazing thing that I don't think yeah. we can actually comprehend. So there's that reason that I think is really important. But secondly, is if you go with your gut and you're still wrong, I feel it's easier to accept than if you yeah. didn't go with your gut and you were wrong. That's like more like that's difficult. Heartbreaking. <laughs> yeah, you're like, oh, I yeah, knew it. it's like, why didn't I just trust myself and trust my instincts on things? Yeah. And I, yeah, I think what does come into mind with that one is like your head versus heart thing as well. That's got to play into it a little bit because obviously. So usually you do get a good idea of the decisions that you should be making. Um, often your heart will be like, no, I don't actually want to do that though. Or like your head will be like, no, I don't think so. <laughs> like, it doesn't so seem right. I, yeah, I think like there's definitely something to be said about like trusting instincts, but that even then they can be conflicting, I guess is what I'm trying to say. Yeah, it is hard. Like it's not, and I think yeah. sometimes as well, um, depending on your mindset, I feel sometimes it's hard to actually, I don't know how you say, like, hear your instincts or feel them. Yeah. You can't actually, like with everything else that's going on, you're not in tune and it's actually, you don't really know what you, what you feel. So there's like taking yourself away and then there's other things that you can do to like meditate or whatever, whatever you do as a person to try and actually hear what you want without getting too hippie. 
Yeah. <laughs> I see where I'm coming from. Yeah, I see where you're coming from. I cool. know where you're coming from. Um, moving swiftly on to on. our last number seven on the list. Um, this also seems a little bit hippie-esque, so I apologize. Let positivity flow into everything that you do. If you only choose to change one thing out of all of the lists that we've suggested, try and let this be that one thing that you grasp hold of. Um, I think optimists in general, or positive people, are always happier with their choices. So surely out of everything else, that's the one thing that you would like to be, is happier. Yes. I think right <laughs> this is something we've spoken about before and obviously I knew this was coming up and I was like I'm surprised you've added it because it was a conscientious topic when we because you're a little negative Nelly yeah but but here's my take on this right yes there are optimists and yes there are pessimists being a pessimist does not mean that you are 100% negative about everything from no. my point of view I am a pessimist so I'm a pessimist too yeah so genuinely like I will look at the bad like points of a situation before I'll take in the good and but then also my kind of learning side of things has made me very critical Mm -hmm. so my whole thing is coming from critical analysis of this is the bad points this is good points this is why maybe they've said this Mm -hmm. So my whole thinking is now that, which tends to be more negative than positive. Mm -hmm. Okay. So that doesn't mean that I'm not taking on the positive. I'm just waiting my moment to issue my rebuttal. But (laughs) I I am just more aware of like what could potentially go wrong. Risks. Yeah. The risks of a situation. Okay. I hear what you're saying. Yes. I agree with your point of view. However. <laughs> <laughs> but you, you can't force people to be happy all the time. Wait, you had your moment. <laughs> no. <laughs> so I don't feel that being positive and being optimistic go hand in hand. Because no. let, me, let me answer. No. I'm a pessimist. Pessimist. Mainly because I'm an absolute worry wart. So I'm a full pessimist. Yes. Feel like I'm constantly at risk of dying. So, however, I, I believe people would say I was a very positive person externally. Yes, you are an outwardly positive person. There we go. So my differenti- differentiation, 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 the way that I separate those two things I <laughs> is I feel that um, optimism and pessimism is more of a thought process versus being positive and being negative are actions so I am a pessimist I worry I always feel fear the worst in situations but I choose to act positively as often as I can because I feel it's the better way to be and I have an actual little like thing about this <laughs> you're I, prepared yeah, <laughs> you were like I know Lisa's gonna argue with me <laughs> I never ever ever used to be like that I used to be a very negative person um, yeah. a very downward thinker but everything was harsh everything was black <laughs> and just horrible <laughs> um and I have a friend who's 
just happy all the time and she has more friends than anyone I know in, like in the universe and I just thought I used to like struggle and be like why is she so like happy why does everyone like her why is she such a nice person god life sucks um and then I just sort of thought because she chooses to address situations in a way that's still positive she chooses happiness over negativity and I thought I want to be more like that and I do genuinely believe it was a choice and I also believe that it breeds if I'm more positive I feel myself being surrounded by more positive people if I'm more negative I find myself being surrounded by more negative people and ultimately I am happier when I'm around those positive people it's not that my life's changed or the negative things in my life are suddenly okay it's just you're addressing them with a different mindset thank you I'm Stephine and that was my argument (laughs) (laughs) welcome to my TED talk (laughs) moving into our article of the week um I've kind of kept it quite similar to actually the the conversation topic in regards to I suppose, aspirations and success and stuff like that. Um, As usual, the article will be hosted online. It's from The Verge. And um, do you want to read out our title? Yes. (laughs) Jeff Bezos will fly to the edge of space with his brother next month. Um, So it's basically his space company are making their first of their tourist trips. it says oh yeah on the 20th of July so basically they're gonna be shut off into space and then their new aircraft is gonna land vertically is what they say um but basically him and his brother have taken up seats on that yeah and this has always been one of his dreams yeah I mean if if you can can do that because you have you're the richest man on earth then yeah okay go for it (laughs) So he's, what got me is at the end of it, it's like, so they're also auctioning one of the other, like the last remaining seat. Mm-hmm. And it's currently in an auction mm-hmm. and it's ending on the 12th of June and it's currently has a bid of 2.8 million. That was me, actually. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Pocket change. Would you, yeah. <laughs> I just had it all around the house. So I thought, <laughs> why not go to space? What I want to know is how, man, how long does it take? It says, the winner will also have 10 minutes to bend the ear of the richest person. So does it literally just take 10 minutes? Are they literally just going up and down? Yeah. You might as well just do a skydive. It takes longer. But that's not the same. You don't get to see the peripheral view of the world. Don't crush his dreams, Lucy. <laughs> <laughs> what I'm saying is it not worth it. 2.8 million for 10 minutes. Well, if you if you happen to be like one of those particularly rich people that has that lying around and well, that's yeah. something that you've always <laughs> wanted to do, then that's uh, you can't put a price on a dream. Good, two point eight million <laughs> and counting. Yeah. So, would you go to space? Mm-hmm. Would you do it? Would you go if you had if you're Jeff Jeff Bezos? It's a lifelong dream. Well, Did yeah, it was it? a lifelong dream, yes. If it was a, right. the whole if, if ten... You, if you wouldn't. If it's not, would you If it, it was the, like, if I had them, if it was free, um, and it was the like the 10-minute journey, probably still no, because I'm afraid of everything. Uh... Yeah, it's like, <laughs> is it worth it? Is it worth the risk of death 
I'd like like I'd wait until it's got really like casual and people are doing it as bus trips and it's just continuous you yeah know, that that's sort of, what I would do yeah just wait for it wait for all the people yeah. to die in the accidents it's like I'm not scared of roller coasters or planes or anything because I know that they're tested <laughs> like and then are... it's a freak accident sort of issue yeah and then it's just the ones in a like million or whatever the chances are probably more than that like so yeah, I don't think I would do it until, like you say, it's more commonplace. I think and, it's also to be it's not, like, go on. I was say it's not like a huge desire of mine. Like I, I yeah. could get the same pleasure from looking at someone else's pictures that they had taken. <laughs> yeah. Without the anxiety ball in my stomach. <laughs> yeah. I know. I appreciate yeah. that we're probably the few here and not the many. <laughs> it's like so. As well, if you're the world's richest man, a lot of things have changed. That, yeah, but I want to know where that w- will's going. Like, <laughs> suddenly his ex-wife is like, "Am I still in the will? Have you got a new will, or am I still in it? <laughs> am I still?" But putting this in a little bit more of a positive <laughs> spin, um, he did issue a really cool quote that I thought was actually quite. Um, profound and it made me understand a little bit more about his desires he literally said um you see the earth from space and it changes you it changes your relationship with this planet with humanity it's one earth I thought that was quite nice yeah I think it's that contextualization of like so when we're down here it's like very much a we are our own little thing like we're the center of the universe yeah like I have my house you have your house own separate areas but like when you obviously go in space and stuff and see it all as one then it's like contextualization of actually yeah it's not that yeah it's like in those, the grand scheme of things there's really cool videos where it like has a person and it's like a person like me just sat here and then it zooms out to like the house and then the town and the country and then it just keeps going and going and going and going until it shows yeah. you like on the scale of universes and it's just like yeah Sometimes I feel I, um, like the human brain can't take that in properly. Like we can't actually can. understand it. I don't think it can. I don't think you can, like you can be told it, like a normal person can be told, oh yeah, it's this big. But actually, like you can't be like, oh yeah, that is. Like when you were a kid and you are like, okay, a kilogram is a bag of sugar. <laughs> and so you can conceptualize like, okay, a bag of sugar. I is still that don't big. understand stuff like that. So I am the worst person. Oh, okay, never mind then. But like, so I remember, so this is like going back into baby Lucy stories. So my granddad is very, very, well, was very, very much into space. And he built like his own conservatory, no, observatory, um, where he had a telescope and everything in. Mm-hmm. And we used to go stay over and literally we would all go to bed and then he would come running in, wake us up at like midnight, like, look what I found. And like go running outside and we'd have to follow him. Bear in mind, I'm like four. I'm actually like I'm asleep <laughs> like so there's this four-year-old going running up and he'd be like look 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 at what it is and I was like looking at it and he's like that's a planet I'm like cool <laughs> like, <laughs> like this little tiny little blob but ever since then it's stuck with me and it's like so I think it would be interesting to go up and see it just mm-hmm. for like a this is what I've done but I don't know yeah food for thought wonder what what our yeah. listeners would like to do if they'd if they would take yeah, the ticket nice. 
if you do, if you wish to get involved in the debate, Lucy versus Stephine, uh, pop us an email at podcast <laughs> at athenawit.org.uk and that's Athena W-I-T. Yep. And if you don't want to email us or you just want to talk to us on socials for whatever reason, then you can send us a message at all our socials, which are at Athena Wit UK. Yep. Yeah. Correct. <laughs> okay. I got it right. Uh, yeah. And you can catch us up on there. Yeah. We'll, uh, we'll see you next week. See you next week. Bye. Bye. All opinions and views shared on this podcast are that of our own. We are speaking in very general terms and mean to cause no offence. Our opinions, like our careers, are fluid and subject to change, dependent on any new material and evidence brought forward to us. Okay, thanks. Bye.